Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Jeff Glacier. Jeff is the managing partner of Loxley Financial, a private capital market investment bank that provides investment opportunities in and funding for Western Canadian businesses, including startups and early stage companies with high growth potential. You are about to listen to Jeff's conversation with Dinesh Advani. Take it away, Jeff. Good morning and welcome to the Rainforest Alberta podcast, Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas. My name is Jeff Glazier, and I am here with my friend Dinesh Advani, uh, who is definitely a leader and an innovator and has a lot of big ideas. Uh, good morning, Dinesh. Good morning, sir. I guess we should start, Dinesh. Maybe you could explain a little bit about your background and where you were prior to where you are now. Good morning, sir. So um, thank you for having me here. My name is Dinesh Advani, and I am uh, currently in Calgary with you. But my past, uh, I have an interesting uh, journey, which I, I find interesting myself. And uh, I graduated in India uh, back in the mid-90s, moved to uh, U.S. a little bit. Then I came to Canada. Uh, I was in Ottawa. I came to Ottawa in mid-90s, uh, worked for uh, companies which have served multi-million users worldwide. So have got uh, got the opportunity to work in the mobile space, productivity space, you know, uh, collaboration space, audio conferencing space. Uh, now, who uh, were some of the companies you worked for? Because you worked for Corel, uh, RIM. Yeah. So, you had some interesting experiences with both of those companies. Yeah. So I, I started my life with uh, being a code monkey for a company, uh, a sub subsidiary of Texas Instruments um, back in India. Then uh, with them, I came to Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, and then uh, I did Corel for a, a nearly a decade or more. Uh, and after that, I joined BlackBerry team, uh, was responsible for the BlackBerry storm. You know, I apologize to everybody who had to suffer through that. <laughs> um, and then I got a chance, uh, I, I was hired at Smart Technologies here to lead their, uh, you know, uh, education team, uh, product team. And I built uh, with the team, uh, we had a very interesting experience to build their platform. It was a giant iPad. So we did that. Uh, and I worked for another company here for the founders of Smart. And then um, in 2016, you know, wanted to do something different. And I wanted to see what else uh, I could do. You know, my wife was, I used to always argue with her that, you know, uh, I, the companies don't listen to you. And she's like, if you think you're so smart, prove it to me. So <laughs> here I am trying to prove it to her that, you know, I can do something on my own. It's been a hard journey, though. But but that leads us into what you're doing now, which is really exciting. And that is your, your new company called Dialogue Loop. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I don't know if this resonates with people, but uh, I used to go uh, as a product guy, uh, go to a lot of conferences, trade shows, uh, meetings, and you always came back home with, uh, you know, feeling that you could have accomplished more. And uh, it was here in Calgary in the McDougal Center one day where I was uh, at an event and I was standing at the back because I wanted to sneak out. And I just saw 
a lot of people removing the smartphones. This was two or three years ago, and they're trying to take photos of slides. I'm like, hmm, that is strange. It's like, I thought I was the only crazy guy doing that. But then it, I saw a lot of other people do it because they wanted the information, I guess. And so that started the journey in my head on saying, okay, what is going on over here? You know, it's so strange that you have uh, a digital asset, which is a slide, which the presenter has spent so much energy trying to, you know, finesse and get it perfect so that they can put their thoughts on the on the slide in front of you. And then you from afar taking a fo uh, your phone out and you're launching a camera app and you're trying to take a pixelated photo. And I'm like, that is interesting because, you know, it's a journey, right? So the guy used digital tools to create something and then he put it up there and then you're taking from far with the analog kind of, uh, you know, photo kind of stuff with the digital camera. Uh, and the reason they do that is because they, they have access to a camera on the phone. But then if you think a little bit deeper, you know, it turns out that you also have a data connection. So what can you do with it? So that was the insight which I had Uh that was the only insight I could say, but everything else, what we've done in Dialog Group is driven by, you know, iteration and customers uh, interaction and stuff like that. Because, you know, um, we believe together we can solve a lot of problems and we've been, uh, you know, fortunate enough to be interacting with interesting people who have used the software and given us good feedback and taken in a direction which right now, which is in its current state and form, uh, you know, as, is adding a lot of value for people. So, you know, that's the background story of Dialogue Loop. It's well, like why people taking photos of slides. We've all been to countless seminars and we've all had the same frustrations with it's hard to network with the correct people there because you don't know who's in the crowd, which is something that Dialogue Loop solves, as well as, I mean, the, the actual slide portion of it and the sharing of the information is only a small portion of what Dialogue Loop accomplishes now. That yeah. was the initial aspect of it. That was but it the goes much, yeah. It goes much deeper now. So, you know, um, it's, again, as a product guy, my job is not to fall in love with questions and to understand what people are doing. And, you know, I'm a slow learner, so I have to see people act, do things, you know, uh, multiple times. And uh, when, I, when I see them doing and I see a pattern, in the end, I'm in a pattern recognition business, I guess, uh, as a product guy. So uh, what we have noticed is, you know, the it's the it's the thinking on the process of information it's like google can do a better job of giving you the slides or information you need tomorrow but the problem which i see that what we're trying to tackle right now is when people are there at the conference or a trade show or a meetup uh you know they have access to the content right now but they want to act on it what can we do as a tool provider to give them uh tools which can make it easy for them to share it so they can get it out of the inbox kind of thing, you know, because people don't have time. The minute they walk out the door, they're not thinking about the content anymore. So they're That's thinking right. about the next thing. So uh, the journey for us has been very interesting where we started with the insight, which is why are people taking photos of slides and going into, you know, it's like a layer of the onion. You keep digging deeper. Are you pulling the onion apart? You you realize, you know, better, better problems, you know, and uh, so right now, if you can imagine, there are 30,000 presentations happening hourly, and wow. there's so much content being uh, shared. Uh, people want that content because they want to do something with it. If they take a photo, it stays in their, you know, photo gallery and nothing happens to it. The question is, knowledge's job is to change you, is to change, you know, some perspective. The reason you go to a trade show conference is to get the outside information inside your company so that 
you can make better decisions. You can change your point of view. And, you know, that's the game of being agile and in this new disruptive world. Our job as, you know, running companies is to see what is going to derail you tomorrow and have that information available to you so you can act on it. Right. So one of the things we are trying to do with the tools is um, give you that ability to act on information because you only have 24 hours, you know, and uh, what do you do with it? The, the question is, what do you do with the, inf- with the information when it has your attention? And so Dialogloop actually allows you to access your social media or social media networks as well. Yes. Live, essentially, yeah. like in real time. Yeah. So the concept is the insight from, you know, when you dig into this, it's like when you started with the content piece, is why are people taking photos of slides? And then iterating and saying, can we give them the slides, give them the resources, links, you know, the the slide text in a searchable in a searchable manner at the fingertips that was the first thing but then people started asking you know, couldn't we network better so that's why you know we have uh, social media integration you can sign in through linkedin facebook twitter email text message uh, and basically once you're there we want to make the people available you know, at your fingertips, because how many times you've been to the conference and, you know, I met Jeff over there and I go back to my de- a desk, I have your card in front of me. I have no clue how you look. So when I'm trying to connect with you uh, on LinkedIn, there are 15,000 Jeffs showing up and I have no clue. I, you know, I can, I can contextualize by looking at your cards and right. the company and stuff like that. But I remember being in Vancouver one day and I'm starting with, uh, standing next to Sarah Smith or something like that. And she was on page number four of LinkedIn or three or something. So she's standing next to me, but I still can't find her. Right. It's a crazy idea in this day and age, right? With all, And one of the insights we had is the technology these days is everybody's trying to get you online. Come to my website. Come, come let's meet on FaceTime. Come let's meet on this thing. But nobody's solving problems when you meet physically. The, the issue is... When you meet physically in a meetup or uh, conferences, there are a lot of technology solutions out there. You know, their job is to get you in the door. So they'll sell you tickets, Eventbrite, meetup.com. You know, there are countless apps over here. They'll get you, uh, it's like a glorified directory. They'll get you in the door. And, but once you're in the door as an attendee or as a presenter, you're on your own. You have to make this thing work for you. So why, where we see Dialogue participating is, it, it handholds you once you come in the door of the conference. So it's a yin and yang or, you know, it's like a, um, the opposite of, uh, uh, of the problem which the other people are solving, or at least complementary, I would say. Um, once you get in the door, there has to be some handholding. It's your digital assistant when you're in the conference, which can get you, uh, you know, what you want to achieve. See, and that's one of the things that I notice when I go to seminars is that I'm not the best networker. And, uh, and your tool, Dialogue Loop, allows me to connect with these people through social media at the event and create a connection initially so that it, you don't, it's t- kind of eliminates the uh, walk up to and introduce yourself situation, right? True. Because you can, you can handle it via social media yeah. prior to that nerve wracking experience of yeah. introducing yourself yeah. to a stranger. Right? Yep. And to take it even further, I would say, you know, today, you know, we meet people happenstance, right? If you sit next to me, you know, I'll change 
ex- business exchange cards with you. Like, I'll give you my card and give me yours. I'll exchange business card with the presenter, you know, congratulate him on a good presentation, great, great content. Can I have your slides? But that's it. But there are 500 other people in your room with you, right? So how do you maximize that opportunity for you? Uh, the online tools, they promise that, like, you know, we'll make it easy for people to connect and stuff like that. But when you come online for a conference call or a webinar, you know, you're always already running behind something and you have you have a next meeting or to go to. And so you would go and you log in, you'll see who's there in the room, but you have no context. So we want to make it easy for people to maximize the event experience um, from a perspective of making new connections because that's where ideas get generated and when people talk and say, hey, Jeff, you had a good question for the presenter on the platform, you know, they give me a vote or something like that. Uh, let's grab a coffee. Right. You know, I feel that there's something there you can find. Uh, again, that's what uh, the web is good for, all the forums and stuff like that, Facebook comments and everything. Hopefully, you know, with the way we have done it is we want to avoid a lot of uh, negativity on the platform. We want to be a positive company. Uh, we want the people to uh, benefit from the access, but at the same time, build community. Not you know, it's not putting each other down kind of stuff. So right. We, we from right from the start, we said we want identity on the system, and uh, our job was we could have built our own identity system, but it's like uh, the way I see this is you're always standing on shoulders of giants. Like, you know, we're standing on dinosaur bones over here, right? So the idea of, uh, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and all these guys have given you identity for 10 years, 10 plus years. They've created that. And they're like electricity. And now we're thinking, what can you do with it? It's like it's like you have microwaves and fridges because you have electricity. So if we have identity, what can you do with it? And how can you mishmash stuff? And create new new things from existing tools and uh, access available. Right, which is essentially what Dialog Loop does: is it gathers together a lot of available tools, makes them accessible and easy to use. Yeah. So the, my definition of Dialog Loop is it closes the loop from a content, networking, and engagement perspective. That's the way I describe it in one line. Uh, you know, that's the definition since day one. Uh, again, it's it's hard because you know. It, it, the whole thing every day I get up in the morning and I, I just ask nature for clarity. You know, it's, it's so hard uh, to get muddled uh, your brain to be muddled every day. It's like, you need, you need clarity. So you know what you're trying to do, what you, where you're trying to get a customer, uh, you know, where you're going to track, trying to take the customer. Well, and you have an interesting team, international team, and you guys have bootstrapped this essentially from the very beginning. Yes. And we choose to do that. Uh, the whole idea is this, Dialog loop is also one of the things, theories I'm testing. It's like, you know, I have realized that if you can get smart people together, they can do a lot of interesting things. And I've been very fortunate to work with very smart people. A uh, lot of companies, you know, nobody gets up in the morning and says, I'm going to screw up at work. But these are the guys who have worked for amazing companies. They built amazing technology. It's all the problem. Unfortunately, tech is... Uh, uh, it's a very interesting space where things die very quickly. You know, things change and we have to keep up to date uh, on it. But uh, I've been very fortunate to make good friends and it's international. I've been fortunate to work on like, you know, three or four continents, uh, have 
back in the days, even early on, I got a chance to work with Polish developers, you know, uh, you know, Ukrainian guys, guys from South Africa, and you get different perspectives. Right, everyone you, has a different perspective, yeah. right? And in the end, diversity is what rules in the end. You know, you don't want a rock star person in your team because he can screw you up big time as well. What you need is the capacity in the team to, you know, cover each other's blind spots and and create something for the customer. We are all working with the customer in the end. Um, and, and the way we've built a team for Dialog Loop is nobody works for me or anybody. They work for themselves. In the end, the world has become so complicated. We don't hire people. They have to hire us. That's the way we see it. It's, again, not, not many people will understand that. But uh, the thinking is, I cannot read what's in your brain. Resumes lie all the time. You're like For me, it's, it's very hard to see what you're good at. You know what you're good at. If you see our stupidity and you say, I can come and help and solve this problem for you, you know, that's priceless in my mind. In the end, you're, you're in the mindset business. I'm not in the skill set business because I don't even know what skills I need tomorrow. So uh, as long as you have the right mindset, you can come and help us solve problems. And this way we've grown the team. Uh, I have been fortunate. My team's the same since the last, you know, three years, uh, since the time I started this. We've not lost a single person. Touch wood, you know. And again, remember, nobody gets paid. Uh, they all function because they want to do it for themselves. And what we have done is just create a platform for them to come together and, uh, uh you know, solve a problem which they believe in. You know, they want to help address the problem. We are not in a solution business. Yes, the dialogue group is a solution, but in the end, we are in problem business. We're trying to understand the problem better than, you know, if somebody comes up with a better solution than us, oh my God, so be it. You know, they they they, they want. But the, but the thinking is, for us, it's about understanding the problem and falling in love with the problem. And like, I've been saying this for like 10 years and nobody understood me. Now everybody talks about failing fast and, you know, uh, falling in love with the problem. It's like we've been drinking that Kool-Aid for 10 years and now people are catching up to it, I guess. But uh, the idea of, uh, uh, you know, to, to get very smart people who are smarter than you uh, to come together, they know what they're good at and all you're trying to do is show them a problem which they may be passionate about and if it, it excites them, they want to contribute. And hopefully, they can make a living doing it. That's the idea behind it. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting world out there. Uh, and I believe the world is moving there and slowly it'll, it'll happen, you know. Uh, uh, it'll happen where, you know, it's, it's like the Hollywood model. Like you know, Tom Cruise doesn't work for the director or the producer or Steve Spielberg or something like that. They all come together, they create something amazing and they move and they do something else. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, with the, uh, so Dalla Group's parent company or, you know, the mothership is called Innovation. And uh, the way you spell it is I-N-N-O-W-A-Y-T-I-O-N, the way you innovate. And... Uh, Again, it's a theory I'm testing um, where you it's a way to innovate where you bring very interesting people, diverse perspective uh, in, a, in a room. You give them interesting problems, give them access to information uh, and support, and, you know, you fall in love with the problem. And does it solve the problem? That's, the, that's what we're trying to test. And Dialogue Loop is the first 
um, problem we are working on right now, but there are others, right? So uh, I'm just hoping that I have the bandwidth or the runway, as you call, guys call it in the VC land, to you know get one off and then more uh, along the pipeline. Because again, I have still 25 years to go, and so I need to do something. <laughs> you know, my mind is crazy if I don't do something creative or build something. You know, I hope I don't. Uh, you know, uh, I, I get it, it. I use it for positive use, basically. That's what right. I'm trying to say. So you have been in Calgary for how long? I moved here from uh, Ottawa in 2006. So you've been here for 13 or 14 years, uh, involved in the in the tech and innovation space in Calgary. Uh, what have you noticed specifically that has to do with the growth of the innovation sector here and the changes? Um, it seems to me like tech and innovation has really taken off in Calgary. And then there's a few aspects of it that need to catch up, uh, one of them being funding. Uh, I was just wondering what your take on on the space is and, and how it's grown and what it needs to to do to get world recognition, I guess, or international recognition. My take on this is, you know, you don't build startup for the startup's sake, right? You build startup or you build companies to solve customer problems. In the end, Calgary or Alberta in general, you know, they had a very good product called oil. The whole world wanted it. Um, we wanted to do the same thing with respect to tech. You have to come up with innovative solutions, but it's not about the solutions, it's about the problem with the customer faces. And together as a community, we should be focusing on helping each other. You know, funding is one thing, but if you don't understand the right problem, you could be spending money on stuff which doesn't matter. So the the interesting thing for me is you have so many interesting people they are all entrepreneurs they have such good risk taking capacity because they go into the middle of nowhere and dig and get oil out of there you know so it's pretty interesting um you explorers and the idea of taking that mindset and applying and helping like people like us like i'm not saying i know the answers working with smart people like in the network in the ecosystem network and saying okay how do we identify problems you know it's very easy to uh, go and celebrate small things in the end you have to solve you're competing with you know the chinese team or the singaporean team or vietnamese team they're hungry for your lunch right so they are going to eat your lunch if you are not organized well enough kind right. of thing and let's let's make it about solving problems big problems so that you can put calgary on the stage um that's my perspective it's not about like you know celebrating small little things it's like Helping, um, helping companies or helping startups identify, make connections, ensure that they are solving the right problem so that everybody benefits. You know, we create an ecosystem where we can create jobs and stuff like that in the high-tech sector. So in the end, there's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, it'll settle in my mind. Nobody goes and celebrates the way we do. I think it's in Silicon Valley. I don't think so. They're celebrating startups the way we do over here. It's new for us. So we have to get excited about it. But the idea is, the end goal is about the customer. Let's not forget that. We have to create value for the customer. That is what a company exists. The oil and gas companies would not exist as big towers if they were not solving a customer problem. So, you know, we need to all be aware of that, in my, in my opinion. And, you know, Address it.
I agree. And I think that's something that a lot of people lose sight of. I mean, Alberta, in my opinion, is full of talent and smart people with a very entrepreneurial mindset. I mean, the, the entire province is based on entrepreneurs, right? Whether it's agriculture or oil and gas. I mean, these are all similar mindset people. And I, I think if we can just steer their talents towards tech and innovation, uh, Alberta and Calgary, Edmonton especially, can have tremendous force in the tech and innovation sector. Yeah, I agree with that. And you have to understand, technology is a tool. Let's not let's not just uh, forget that, right? It's like uh, same way the engine or the steam engine, which helps you move from A to Z, uh, or you know the tools you use in the oil and gas sector. It's a tool, and I know there's some hype with it because you know you don't understand it. It's a black box. It's like magic, but in the end. You know, it's a tool and you're in the problem solving space. And uh, that's what we should be focusing on is customer problems. And uh, uh, there are a lot of smart people out there. They have done that. They build businesses. You know, these towers don't stand by themselves, right? We need a lot of support for that. And these guys have proven that they can do it. And it's just that we need their guidance in the, yeah, we can bring our skill sets. And they can bring theirs and together, collaboratively, we can make it happen. And let's not think small. It takes the same amount of energy to think small or think big. If we have to start thinking big because, you know, you need to do that. Otherwise, how the hell do we come out of the uh, rat over here? Well, and that's the culture in Alberta, in my opinion, is it's, it's a culture of thinking big. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, everybody has big dreams, big ideas. Here. Yeah. And, I, you know, once we get everyone refocused, not everyone refocused, but the people refocused into uh, growing and creating the tech industry here, I think it has tremendous potential. Mm -hmm. I, I know, I agree with that completely. So you have been a Rainforest member for quite a while. Uh, I, I've been part of the rain. I go in and out because, again, my job is to create. You're busy. I, uh, I don't know. I'm, you know, trying to figure things out. Is That's what I would call it. Uh, you know, it's, you don't know what you're doing most of the time. So it's like you, you have to stay focused on the problem and trying to see what it's trying to tell you. And uh, that's what takes time. Unfortunately, I'm a slow learner. I told you that before. So, um I'm not expecting myself to be, uh, you know, I have the time, I have to use my time well. Uh, and my job is to ensure that, you know, one of the things I do is project management for the product, right? So I have to ensure that things line up and all those things. It takes a lot of effort. I'm in multiple time zones. Uh, my marketing guy uh, who works with me, you know, he's based out of Paris. And the question is when he comes online and, you know, I handed over some stuff with him to him last night at 1.30 in the morning before I went to bed. And he had to, you know, do the stuff. Then he continues and he reports back some stuff to me and then I have to, we have to fix some stuff. So the idea is we are already running like a 24-7 operation, even though we are very small. Um, and uh, it's there's only so much time. And unfortunately, it's, it's a question of time. You know, you're dying every day kind of thing. You're, you're basically... Uh, you only have limited capacity, you have limited time and you want to maximize it. And so I'm trying, to, I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying to ensure that, you know, I can focus a little bit 
on value creation. So your your intention with innovation is to like dialogue loop is not your last stop. It's just the beginning. You've got lots of problems to solve. Oh, you know what? I see problems everywhere. It's opportunities, right? So it's like, can something be made better? Of course, you know, everything can be made better. But the thinking is you need to do one thing. That's why, you know, I would would love to have a bigger team where I can work with smart people and um, ensure that we can address multiple things and we can have multiple product lines and multiple problem spaces you can be solving. But being my first company, I've always been, a, been an entrepreneur. I've been inside companies trying to, you know, make elephants dance, as they call it. Uh, to some success, I would say, I've learned a lot of stuff on mostly, you know, what makes company. And there's something, a lot of positives in, inside companies uh, and how we can make them innovate and stuff like that. Um, so how do you get that? best of both worlds have small big companies and small companies or small mindset like small groups inside companies with with big ideas with the, with the interesting mindset work together to innovate and uh, being an entrepreneur i learned a lot of stuff uh, i saw a lot of problems my job as a product manager was to figure out business opportunities for companies and uh, build the tech in the end so i've done it like tens and tens and tens of times um, now I'm just trying to do it for myself. And that's the whole thing is they want to know what space you're looking at. You can find opportunities everywhere. Right. And, uh, in the end, you don't want to be the one to solve the problem because you have to uh, assemble a team that can solve the problem. And, uh, that's the interesting part to me, I guess. So there's a lot of opportunities out there with innovation, the way you innovate, the pro- like we are learning constantly what we could be doing better. But uh, the idea of seeing problems, identifying them, distilling it down, validating it—that's a big thing, because you need that. You need something special when you know you have to be vulnerable and saying, "I don't know the answer," and you have to go and say, "Can you show me what you do and how you do it, and can can this make your life better?" It's it's not rocket science. It's just human thing. You just need, because we've been so trained with this, you know, the hierarchies and stuff like that in companies that we, we're not open in, in my mind. And one of the things which I learned early on is that one of the books I read was pretty interesting where it showed all this structure and management we do inside organizations is only 100 years old. And we treat it like, you know, this is the way it's always been done. And it's just been hundred years old, and somebody sets the rule, and we don't we stay in the box, you know. And so it's been interesting, and uh, for us to understand how we can innovate, we can find new things, new problems, assemble teams. There are a lot of smart people in Calgary. It's like I've I've gotten help from University of Calgary students multiple times, and uh, you know they are very smart people, you know. You just need to find a way to channelize and they're not going to be there with you forever because they have their own, uh, they want to build their own companies and stuff like that. But life to me is like the railway tracks, right? At the platforms, you come together, you work on something and then you go back and you do your own thing. And again, you may come and cross paths in the future. So uh, that's the way I've built my teams. It's like, you know, I I want to ensure that I the the people I work with they get they will get chance to work on the best opportunities. I find them jobs today, and I would say, would you like to do this because there's an opportunity available? It's like 
what do they say? There's a saying, right? If you love somebody, you set them free kind right. of stuff. So it's the same idea because the reason uh, I can, uh, you know, I'm very open and honest. It's the same way I am with my kids, with my wife, with with the team as well. Uh, it's pretty interesting where, you know, the, we need to change the way we think these days to, and one of the big things which I've learned is to be vulnerable, right? I, I, there's a big, interesting TED Talk um, about vulnerability and stuff like that. So one of the things you need to do is to, when you're creating something, you, you're creating something new, you have to be vulnerable, I guess. You know, you don't know the answer. So, um, so it's pretty interesting. It's like, I, I say, I don't know a lot of times, you know, 10 times and multiple times during the day. A lot of people are not comfortable with that. Right. So I'm hoping that with innovation, we can see a lot of problems, be open to change. The only thing which I know is I don't know anything. And, uh, we're trying to figure things out. We are explorers and uh, we'll find something. It's funny you say that because I've learned that the more I learn, the less I actually know. And it happens every day. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's an interesting point of view for sure. So where are you guys going from here? What's, what's, the, next, what's the next big problem that innovation is going to solve? Have you, have you decided on something yet or... You're uh, going to finish polishing up Dialog Loop and finish commercializing that first. Yeah, so so we did launch it, and uh, so it's available right now. And again, you know, and it's an excellent product. It's, I it's, mean, I've been through it, and I think it's yeah. great. And I know a lot of people. You have a lot of clients. A lot of people are using it. It's gaining traction all the time. Yeah. Um, I know that I think personally, every seminar should be using it, and the ones that aren't are missing out. But again, it's like you know, we have to do a better job of. Selling it. When I say selling it, is not from a uh, like talking about it, ensuring you need to commercialize. Commercial. It. It's it's a commercializing you know. or go to market strategy, whatever you want to call it. But we we you know the thing is, if somebody doesn't understand your point of view in a few minutes, it takes us a long time to explain it. Again, we have to do a better job at distilling it down. We we think about the problem so much that it's in our head, and we need to get it in a succinct manner outside. Um, and it's a hard problem. We need to solve that. I think so. That's where the business model. How do you make sure that everybody has access to it and making it easy? Like uh, you know, this should exist everywhere. There are thirty thousand presentations happening hourly, and uh, the idea. To, I'm, I'm saying hourly means twenty four seven, and the 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 fact that people today our problem is once they see it they said how did we live without it right. kind of stuff the issue is how do you make it obvious like how powerpoint do you get them to is. see it yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah and it's hard i'm not saying we have the answer um we are still figuring it out um that's the next thing in my mind like the, the thing is, we are always seeing problems. We are always validating it in our heads or, you know, just seeing it, right? It's like you don't need to be rocket scientist to do that. It's like you just need to keep your ears and eyes open, I guess. So um, we're trying to always see what's the next big thing. And you know, you want to touch a lot of people, right? I, I don't want to be in the business of just doing this niche software for oil and gas for five companies using it. You want to touch a lot of lives so that you can right. uh, you can make an impact. The whole idea is that. Which is essentially what Dialogue Loop started as, right? As a way to make an impact through networking and audience engagement. 
Yeah. So, so the whole idea was to make people give them access to the information they need anyways, because I believe the knowledge should change you because one of the, 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 I didn't mention this earlier. It's like the aha moment for me to start dialogue loop. Yeah. I did see people having problems. The, one of the seminars or one, I was watching an online uh, video recording of a conference and Clay Christensen, who is the innovators dilemma guy, you know, uh, from Harvard Business, he was speaking, he was doing the closing remarks or something like that. And he mentioned something which, you know, just stopped me in my tracks and like, okay, I need to do this. Uh, and the thing he said is, it's interesting. It was a two-day conference and big thought leaders from all over the world coming in Vienna uh, for the Peter Drucker Forum um, over there a few years ago. And they mentioned he mentioned that it's interesting that tomorrow you'll go back to your work and you know you'll continue doing what you were doing and if somebody asks you how was the conference the only thing which you'll say was it was a great conference it was a good good money spent you know money well spent as they call it so um that basically got a light bulb in my head saying that you know what that is a problem right now because you know I, being inside companies, I've spent company dollars to go to conferences. Uh, I've spent uh, on trade shows and uh, things like that for other companies. And it's always hard to measure the ROI. And that's the light bulb moment for me when it said, uh, you know, you'll go back to your office and you'll continue doing what you do without changing yourself. And the whole thing is knowledge should change you every day it's like your job is to change your mind point of view every day that's what growth is all about and if i stick with my stuff what i know 10 years ago i'm not growing so uh, the i that was the aha moment for me for that uh click christensen's closing remarks he says please don't forget this that you're going to go back and don't forget the stuff which you discussed for two two and a half days make some changes and so that's what uh got me with dialogue loop so, so that's what started it that's what started it in the end i'd seen the problem and it was i was i was thinking about it but what made me act was that you know that five minutes of closing remark and i still remember that vividly it's like he said you'll go back to your office and you know people ask you how was the conference oh it was a great conference i had a lot of fun i met a lot of people but you had nothing to show for it and you can rarely explain it beyond that, right? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What did you enjoy? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to, so now what we've done is taken the digital assets, which you can create, you know, with likes and comments and how you interact with, who you chatted with and stuff like that and create your conference report before you even know it, you know, so you can share it with people or you can just say, you know, I want to put it on social media. You one click, you're done. Yeah, or revert back to yeah. it later, or whatever, yeah. whatever it takes, because the information is in your phone, yeah, not in your photo gallery. Yeah, it's not in your photo gallery, and the main thing for us is you can share it instantaneously with the people who need to know that thing. Because as a company, the entire company is not there. You know, you uh, you are sharing it with the right people, and you have context. The whole idea in life is context. And one of the things I didn't mention is you can take notes on top of the slide. So your slides and notes stay together. That's the key, right? So how many times you take a photo and, uh, you know, you have notes written in your notebook, you can't, you can't sync up. 
And so we try to make it easy. And one of the best things about Dark Loop, there's nothing to download from an attendee perspective. So what the the as as a product guy, my job is to understand shifts and trends. And there was a time when people were um everybody wanted to have an app. Everybody wants a website, right? But there's only so much. You know, how much can you download? Like Apple has sold you too many of these 16 gig iPhones. You can't put a lot of stuff because the OS itself takes five gigs or something like that. So, you know, they will have the same problem which BlackBerry had when I was uh, with them. It's like, you know, we shipped a lot of phones with 16 gig, uh, 16 MB, you know, the candy bar phones, and then we couldn't install software on it. And so how many apps can you have? And apps are becoming bigger and bigger because they have media assets and stuff like that. So what we decided early on is like we don't want to be in the business of download and remove, re- reduce the friction is one of the things. You know, now one of the other things we did early on is we went with the dark mode. Now everybody's doing dark modes in browsers and OSs and stuff like that. Two years ago, we, would, we people called us crazy. And we did it because, you know, you're sitting in a dark room with a big screen in front of you. You don't want white phone screens everywhere. So we wanted to have that dark mode concept two and a half, three years ago. And now know, everybody's doing now it. Now everybody's doing it. And like, we want to say, what do we do next now? <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I, I always like hearing about what you're doing and, and uh, the interesting things you have on the go to Nash. It's always a pleasure. Uh, a couple of quick questions. Um, I always like to ask our guests, if you could choose a topic and uh, someone to interview for the Rainforest podcast, who, who do you think that would be? I have never met this guy, but I would love to... You know, I've seen his uh, talks online, and uh, basically, I'll give a plug to this guy. He's written the book called Slicing Pie. I would want him, somebody to interview him or get him in Calgary. I'm familiar with it. I've, yeah. I, yeah. Slicing it's, Pie is very interesting. Yeah. So I found that guy three and a half years, three years ago when I was trying to figure out how the hell do you build a business, because that's the first time I was doing it. And when you don't have, you know, you can only take care of your expenses. You can't do payroll and all this stuff. And so how the hell do you start this thing? And so I found this resource online which said, you know, for it's only for bootstrapping startups. It's that's the that is the role it plays is gets a startup from one point A to point B, but that's it. It can't. It essentially democratizes yes. the the equity portion of. Yeah, it's a dynamic equity portion, right? Because uh, again, we don't know if it's going to fly, uh, you know, till the end. But uh, it is pretty interesting to me that that tool, the creator of the tool, Mike Moore, in uh, in I think so, he's from Chicago. Uh, I would love to get him here. So it's like a teachable moment for everybody on how to do it. It's like to do an interview which can have an impact so that you can show people in Calgary or in Alberta, like students and all those things. Is like There are different ways to create startups, not the traditional way where you do all the uh, stuff and beforehand and things. You know, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying there are different ways. There's you other know, there's ways. There's another way to do it. And... Uh, you know, I would interview that guy. Uh, I've never met him. That is a really good idea because yeah. he has a very interesting insight. Yeah, and again, he has a. It's a big moment over there in the U.S., right? So, how do you get that going? It'll be a good teachable moment for for Alberta. It's a my good mind. idea. Yeah. So, I benefited from it. It's gotten me three years. You know, uh, and now I'm talking to you guys. Well, it is. Like, a, it has essentially helped you with team retention, right? I mean, yes. I, this is how you guys have split up the equity and dialogue loop. Yes, and it's worked well for you. It's worked well, and uh, you know, 
the whole idea is if many people can see this, it's it's like something good. Uh, it's it's an alternative way of doing stuff. Um, you never know. In yeah, that's mind, a good right? idea. So I'll see if we can arrange that. Now, my next question was going to be what what book are you currently reading? You've so obviously uh, you've currently read slicing pie <laughs> no it's been i haven't read it recently three but and a half years again, ago <laughs> it's, a, it's a handbook right so it's right. a small little thing so uh, like years back i read it but the idea of uh you know what i try to do because again my role is to figure out uh, one, one one thing i'll tell you is like one of the things with innovation is you know most of the stuff is already been done you're just trying to figure out how, this tools which I have built in, in the dialogue group, we have built it years back, you know, for a lot of companies. And like, we're just applying it to a new domain. It's a proven technology. It's just, you're putting a new spin to it or a right. uh, thing like that. And you're connecting dots. That's what you're trying to do. And uh, with that perspective, so what I've understood is I need to keep myself knowledge been in multiple areas. You know, my day starts with Wall Street Journal, right. you know, Again, it's not that I care. It's it's helped with investment and stuff like that. But they cover the top five, seven news uh, from on Audible. You know, I have an Audible subscription. I subscribe to Safari Books Online, which is a technical book resource. I subscribe to the library resources a lot. You know, I, I basically keep myself dangerous enough in all the areas so that I'm just trying to be... I listen to NPR Indicator Podcast, uh, you know, every day. It's just 10 minutes. They give you something. And it's just, okay, I didn't know this kind of stuff. It's like they talk about uh, uh, numbers in the end, you know, 5.6 billion something is, you know, uh, every day there's some new number kind of thing. And you're just trying to understand. And in the end, it's all about making the dot, connecting the dots in the end, right? You can't connect it looking forward. You can only connect it looking back, as they say. So um, I listen to that from a book perspective, uh, my wife and I are reading, uh, you know, Yuval Harari stuff, Sapiens and yeah. uh, 21s. So he's written the other one too. So we're looking at both together. So we we finished one and we're looking at the other one right now. Um, so, you know, that's a pretty interesting stuff. I listen to spiritual stuff uh, as well. Uh, you know, I listen to anything and everything. You which absorb is, a lot of information in a day. In the end, my job is to make a mess out of things. So you put stuff together and see what comes out. Again, the problem with innovation and people have to, if you talk about what Alberta needs to get comfortable with, which I talk about on my LinkedIn profile, is you have to start getting comfortable being uncomfortable. The problem is you want answers. There are no answers. There are only questions. And together you figure out the answers is where I believe we need to be. Uh, I don't know the answer. And, you know, I don't want to pretend I know the answers. So... As long as people, I get along with people who are comfortable with that answer that I don't know, we will figure it out. I think so. We have the enough smarts to figure the thing out. Everybody's doing it anyways. It's just, you know, they're faking it. They, they think they know the answer because the world is so complex these days. You know, if you think you're the expert, things change. And what you are experts in is no longer relevant. Right. Uh, again, the simplest difference. I think you and I uh, were connected because of the patent agent, right? So, yes. um one of the things from patent perspective I know is like the def the simplest definition of patent I've heard is not obvious to the expert, right? Simplest thing ever. It's like if the expert cannot figure it out, then only you can patent the shit. So <laughs> it's like, 
you know, how do you prove that, right? How do how do how do you how do you explain that? Sorry. <laughs> no, I uh, I like the way you put that. That's good. If it's not obvious to the expert, how do you explain that? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think so. Calgary, Alberta is getting very comfortable. I think so. It's getting comfortable being uncomfortable. It needs a little bit more. And again, we when something is new, we try to find textbooks. And we try to, you know, imitate and learn and stuff like that, which is nothing wrong with that. But the idea is, you know, we say we want to be the next Silicon Valley. I'm not saying we are saying that, but, you know, if you want to, you can't be competing with Silicon Valley on their terms. You need to change the way you do things. You, if you, you need to set your own terms. Yeah. And in the end, for me, it's like, you can't say I, I'm learning from Silicon Valley right now. I'm not. It's like, you know, it'll not work because the, the different environment, different people, different attitudes it's it's interesting uh, and uh, all i can tell you is we'll figure it out everybody does you know fortunately we have uh, we have enough people in the province to who care and they want to make a difference it'll take some time we will figure it out that's the way i see it well i have to say dinesh this has been a real pleasure uh, i want to thank you for letting me interview you and for being part of the Rainforest Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast. Um, hopefully we can get together again. Thank you very much. Discuss your uh, next big problem. Thank you. Thanks, Dinesh. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-source, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This podcast was made possible by a generous contribution from Zinc Ventures and is hosted by volunteers from Rainforest Alberta. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.